Hello everybody, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. God is good all the time and all the time the Lord is good and he's worthy to be praised. Uh, once again, we, we are here again on another beautiful Wednesday to share the good news of, of Jesus and to be a blessing to you all. And just so you know that as I prepare each week to share what God has placed on my heart, um, he's blessed me as well. And so it's a joint venture. God is good. And we're just uh, thankful for another opportunity to come before you all uh, ready to share um, his love and his uh, and his word, because this is what it's all about. It's all about his word. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so we're grateful to God for this uh, day. I'm hoping that you guys are having a wonderful, fantastic day and that things are going well in your life. And if not, we're going to keep praying that uh, things will turn around just for you. So we're going to get right into our episode uh, for tonight. And I'm telling you, this is a great, great lesson uh, that we're going to uh, embark upon uh, and the uh, episode is entitled Overcoming Indecisiveness. I'm going to say that one more time. To overcome or overcoming indecisiveness. And so guess what? We've all have been there. And maybe some of you guys are dealing with this right now, uh, being indecisive. So let's get right into it in Jesus' mighty name. And so I have a question to ask you. And the question I have for you and I'm posing to you today is do you ever make a decision and then second guess it immediately? I just want you to think about that. Do you ever or have you ever made a decision and then second guessed it immediately? Immediately. And then you said, oh, did I do, did I do the right thing? Maybe I should have done this instead of this. Uh, maybe I should not have made that commitment. And you begin to doubt. I mean, I've been there many, many times. And, and one of the greatest sources of stress to us is the stress of indecision. Not being able to make a firm decision, a firm commitment, have a firm direction and stay with it. And part of becoming a mature Christian is really understanding the importance of making a decision and staying with it. I mean, becoming mature in your perspective and seeing things from the perspective of God. You see, to be indecisive, indecisive usually means to have a difficult time making up one's mind. Indecision can also apply to a team collaboration in which no solution is reached. An indecisive issue is one that is not clearly marked out and, and, and we are indecisive when we are irresolute or we lack a strong conviction about a matter. Indecisiveness is common, very common, when we have to make a decision that will ultimately result in unpleasant consequences. I mean, there are times, people of God, when remaining indecisive is wise. So sometimes, people of God, indecision 
isn't always bad. Sometimes hesitation gives you valuable time to think about the situation. It gives you the chance to gather more information and weigh the facts. If you can't make a quick decision, it may be a sign that the choice really matters to you. I mean, we may lack all the information or the issue is of little importance and, and an opinion would only be divisive. However, for the most part, indecision shows a lack of willingness to commit to absolute principles and to speak up for those simple principles. So in perspective, <laughs> Indecision is a weakness. I mean, listen, so many times in, in my own personal Christian walk, see, I've struggled with making decisions and I believe the reason is I was afraid of making the wrong decision and that created a lot of stress. I mean, maybe you're facing a decision about a major issue. Should I quit my job, my current job or get a better job? Is he or she the one? <laughs> Should I relocate? Should I buy that brand new car? You know, that car that's just staring at you, smiling at you in your face. I mean, the list goes on and on. And there are, are a lot of questions that need to be addressed. So tonight we have some answers to your concerns concerning the struggles with indecisiveness. But before we get into this topic, uh, we got to stop there. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And I promise you, we'll be right back with the topic, Overcoming Indecisiveness. Hi guys, I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries, San Diego podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at PhilGaleHoward and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function. And it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Now the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, we're back. We're back. And so we're going to get right into the lesson for tonight, our episode for tonight, over, overcoming indecisiveness. Now, one of the things that we have to really pay attention to when we're having these issues of being indecisive, the answer that I, is so simple and plain, and you probably heard it a thousand times, well, I'm going to lay it out for you. The number one thing that we should do on a day in, day out basis when it comes to making a decision, we need to first ask God for wisdom. Ah, what a thought. What an, what an ideal to be able to ask God for wisdom. Now, there's a scripture in James 1 verses 6 through 8. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. I mean, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that individual person must not suppose that he or she will receive anything from the Lord. This person, the Bible declares, is double-minded, unstable in all their ways. 
You see, life is full of choices and we make decisions every single day. And, and a wise man has said the decisions that we make, make us. I mean, this is a true statement. As you look back over your life, just think about it. The decisions that you have made have had an immense impact on your life. The quality and direction of your life has been determined by the decisions you have made. It's just that simple. The quality and the direction of your life has been determined by the decisions you, not nobody else, not your mother, not your brother, not your daddy, not your friends, but the decisions that you have made. Some of those decisions you regret. Some of them you really do feel good about. Yeah. And, and, and a person should ask for wisdom and faith without doubting. That's really the, really the ultimate thing is ask God for wisdom and faith without doubting. You see, the basis for confidence is not just the fact that we exercise faith, but the person in whom we place our faith, which is faith in God. Now, in this particular passage of scripture, in James 1, verses 6 through 8, James is exhorting, exhorting us to seek wisdom. Isn't that important? To seek, that means that you have to be diligent. You have to have some passion behind seeking wisdom from God. And James is having us focus on another of these really important principal themes. Prayer. Prayer. I'm going to say it one more time. Prayer that gains results. See, James goes, goes on to say, he says, it's like, a man who petitions God for wisdom must ask in faith. But as James expands upon the necessity of faith, he clearly does not mean to limit his advice to one kind of prayer. It's really the prayer for wisdom. He, expect, he expects us to understand, people of God, that faith is the condition for any successful prayer. Whatever you may be seeking for. You see, faith is the key to unlock the storehouse containing all of God's benefits. But, but it's here that James places two words that the believer must face head on. Faith and wavering. Faith and wavering. Really, it's doubting. You see, that word refers to a struggle within the mind arising when a man's thoughts take both sides <laughs> of an internal debate. You ask me the question, a debate over what? Well, let me tell you, there are two possibilities. Since James does not tell us which kind of wavering he means, he likely means either one. Okay, all right, Pastor Phil, you're getting too deep on me. Explain this to me, okay? Okay, allow me to. Please allow me to. It is wavering if a person is not sure whether God will, in fact, hear and answer your prayers. Likewise, it is wavering if, despite God's promises 
to be our guide in all things, including prayer, that you are not sure of what to pray for. Either kind of wavering compromises your faith and reduces to doubting or wavering. You see, in this text, people of God, James compares the doubting person to a wave of, of the sea driven by the wind and it's tossed. You know, when you're tossing the vegetables, it goes up and down. And, and when you're being on a on a, a, a merry-go-round or going on a roller coaster, that's the word I was looking for. And you're on that roller coaster, you're being tossed to and fro. And that's what he was referring to, that we're being tossed around because of our wavering and our doubt, just like the sea. James is not talking about a single wave in this in the scripture, but a whole seascape of waves sweeping first one away and then another as constantly shifting winds play upon the water. James declares that such a person, I want you to hear what I'm saying, such a person will not receive and he states anything from the Lord. You see, our petitions will only hit the ceiling and come right back. It is not that the Lord doesn't want to bless us. It is not that God wants the best for us. Our indecisiveness creates a barrier and the way we can overcome indecisiveness is living in faith. He also says that a doubting person is double-minded. I mean, literally what that means is with two souls, double heart, insincere, whose behaviors cannot be depended on either because he or she has a divided loyalty or because this person is downright dishonest. Oh, people of God, that being indecisive reveals that we are not stable or sound. Yeah. And, and this word unstable really suggests that something that is not planted firmly on the ground, something that is unsteady and likely, mo most likely will top over or topple over. See, James means that whatever, wherever a double-minded person walks, they will have a hard time staying on their feet. They will stagger along rather than rather like someone who is intoxicated. And as a result, they will always be slipping and falling. So so in other words, they will be constantly getting into trouble. Oh, why is faith the fuel? Why is faith the actual fuel for great spiritual power? Because faith in God destroys indecisiveness. Just as doubt can be uncertainty about what to pray for, so faith can be certainty that God is guiding our words. Just as doubt can be unbelief that God will not answer, so faith can be belief that God will answer. Having faith in God shows God that we are becoming exactly what he, not what we want to be, but what he wants us to be.
You see, faith in God shows that we are growing spiritually. Spending quality time with the Father and really meditating on his word. We have now become, we have come to understand what things we should seek. We have acquired the mind of God as we look at all the possibilities for the future. God is really certain to reward a prayer for good things for as we seek and inquire them. We not only bring his grace and goodness into this world, but we turn away from seeking things that are not that are actually detrimental with our walk with Jesus. Now, listen, the second kind of faith shows that we think God is good. Faith is really a way of praising God for his goodness, his generosity and his power. You see, when we pray in faith, God is open to our request. It puts us in the place of fulfilling the purpose for which we were created to bring glory to God. That was the number one thing that we have to, when we go to God, we have to ask God for the wisdom so he can give us the direction that we need so we won't be indecisive. Now, one other thing that I wanted, I really want us to focus on tonight is that we have to admit that we need God. We have to admit it. We can't do this on our own. We're not individuals, even though we are a individual. We are part of God. And God should be part of us and in us and working through us. But you have to admit that you need God. There's a scripture in Psalm 25, verses 4 through 5. It says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. And teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. If any of any person out here on our podcast, lacks wisdom, how would you know if you lack wisdom unless you examine yourself and see if you are lacking in wisdom? If you are lacking in something, which all of us should have that thing, that senses inside of us to say we are lacking something, then you have a need for it. So people have got the first thing you need to do is examine yourself and admit that you need God. We all should want to be wiser. Most of us do. Most of us don't want be don't want to be foolish in our in our behavior. So we we all should want to be wiser. We all lack wisdom in some area of our lives. Listen, we don't know everything. Now, I know some people who think they know everything. They got an answer for everything. But guess what? In actuality, we don't know everything, even though you may know some people who think they do. You see, God tells us to admit that we need him, that we need his wisdom so we can make good decisions. Now, you have to understand that wisdom is different from knowledge. 
Wisdom is knowledge put into practice. I'm going to say that one more time. Wisdom is different from knowledge. Wisdom is really the knowledge, the know-how, and we put it into practice. Wisdom is the practical application of knowledge. Wisdom is seeing life from God's point of view, from God's perspective. Do I always see things? Do I always see things the way God sees them? No, of course not. You see, I need wisdom to do that. I mean, we all do. All we have to do is just simply admit that we need God. And the last but last but not least, I want you to always realize when you're indecisive that God is faithful. Even though you're indecisive, God is still faithful. Even when you don't know what to do, God is faithful. Even when you're at the crossroads of your life, God is simply faithful. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3 says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Yes, he will. You see, when you surrender your will to God, the moment of indecisiveness leaves the premises. When you surrender your will, your whole being to God, that's when the moment comes when all of the indecisiveness leaves your person, leaves your spirit. You're the one who recognized that God always and will remain faithful. But it has to do with confidence. See, confidence is the key to making the best choice possible concerning your present and future plans. Because ultimately, God will establish you. God is the one who will establish you. See, he's the one who gives you stability. It's nothing like having a stable house. It's nothing like having a stable car. It's nothing like having a stable job, a, a stable spouse, a stable friend, a stable kids, a stable mind. Woo, hallelujah. And the good news is that God will guard. That's what the scripture says. Guard, God will guard and protect you from the evil one. Yes, he will. He will protect you when you go to him and recognize that you need God. James 4 and 7 states, submit. Now, this is the key word. Is submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's all in the submission to God in all areas and aspects of your life that our great God develops a confidence and a reassurance that when you have made a difficult or an important decision, you can count on him, hallelujah, to protect and provide everything that you need to live a full and a prosperous life. That's the key, people of God. Submission to God. Resist the devil. That means that just when he tries to bring some confusion to your decisions, resist him. That means push back. And the Bible says that the enemy will flee from you. 
And what when, when, when we're talking about tonight is, is that he will flee from just when the enemy wants to confuse you, to make you indecisive. That means that he has to leave where you are because now you're in a good place because you're in a good space because now you submit yourselves, your whole will to God. Hallelujah. Now, listen, the greatest decision you'll ever make in this life is this. Are you going to follow God or not? It's really simple. Who is going to be number one in your life? Who am I going to live for? Are you going to live? Are, are you going to live for yourself or are you going to live your life for God? You see, following God is the only thing that will produce stability in your life. Simply put, following God is the only way. And I promise you, it's the only way that you can live in peace with God and with yourself. It is all up to you. It is all up to you. When you submit yourselves to God, he helps you in your decisions. All you got to do is submit. And then you can experience his peace. And you'll be at peace with yourself in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this time that we've come to you. We thank you for your words. Your words are life. Your plan is perfect. You have great things in store for us. And so when we have moments of indecision, help us to see that we cannot do this by ourselves. That we have to rely solely on you to help us make the right decision so we can glorify you. I pray for everyone all over this world that will hear this word. That they will understand that the secret to really living free, the real secret is seeking your face and seeking your wisdom. God bless all the people all around the world and let them be blessed by this word. We ask all these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's it for tonight. We thank you all for tuning in each and every week. We are grateful to God for this opportunity to come before you on these airways. If you're being encouraged by the words that are being said tonight, please don't hesitate to email me fulloflifesd at gmail.com that's fulloflifesd at gmail.com or you can actually write me personally pastorfield at lovingkindnesswc.org that's pastorfield at w uh, pastorfield at lovingkindnesswc.org and please just let me know that you're out there and that if there's anything that I can do to just help you along your Christian walk, please don't hesitate to, to email us. We are just uh, thankful for you all tuning in each and every week. If you can do us a favor, continue to share the broadcast. We are just expanding. We're just growing. God is doing amazing things. And all we're trying to do is make a difference. All we're trying to do is impact the world 
Can you imagine if the world could get impacted in a good way, how the world that we live in can change just because of just allowing God to be God. So again, thank you for all for tuning in each and every week. We'll see you next episode. Let's continue to do this in Jesus' mighty name. God bless. God bless.